Today is Wednesday, May 25th, and we have a very special episode today. We have an interview with T.C. Hatch where we talk about the difference between Washington and Texas. Can urine affect your afterlife? And what would happen if babies fought tanks? Stick around, and welcome to the Iron Right Tattoo Podcast. Yo. What's up? What's up, dog? Episode two. We got a big one today. We're uh, interviewing TC today. My homie. Longtime homie. My uh, one-time homie. The one time prior I met him. <laughs> My one-time homie. That's good. So any anything uh, new? I did watch, uh, when I was staying at your house, that new Resident Evil movie. And? Um, I liked it. A lot of people didn't like it, but it was more faithful than the other. I think it's kind of booty, but I think the Resident Evil movies have been kind of booty for a long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, even if you go back on the older games, they're kind of booty, too, but that's, that's like their true. charm. I think they just went too far off course. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Like, it's zombies. That's all we need. Yeah. We don't need, like, crazy monsters with, like, long tongues and, you know, all this Hey, the liquor's a crazy tight, stuff. You know what I mean? Um... And then I finished Morbius, but you didn't. I, I need, you, I need you to finish that so we can talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've pretty much finished. I think, like, I paused it two nights ago when I was falling asleep, and it's like he's fighting the big bad dude at the end. Yeah, the Doctor Who guy. Yeah, I guess. The dude with the crazy-looking jaw. Yeah. And he's, like, mad uncomfortable-looking. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, like, uh, he looks like a... And he has like the bulging eyebrows. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the, like the caveman yeah, the, brows, and then like that weird jaw that like sticks out farther than his lips. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, episode two. What do you got going on, man? Not much. Episode two. What people need to realize is, regardless of release dates, we're actually recording this two days after we recorded it. Yeah. And the reason for that is because TC hit me up. He's like, hey, I'm in town. Can I come do a tat at Iron Right? And I was like, yo, can you come do an interview at Iron Right? Come to the pod. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because uh, a little preface, what people need to know is TC is a big-time talker, big-time nice dude. Uh Every time me and TC ever catch up, it's like just hours of conversation because we're both big talkers. So, you know, when I was starting to trying to think about the guest list and, you know, we still got Austin T coming up, mm -hmm. but he's not going to be for another two weeks or so that we can interview him. And it just happened to work out perfect. So um, I told some, TC. Some might say it's fate, destiny. I don't, I don't know. If you're into that kind of stuff. I'm not. I know. I'm a master of my own fate. <laughs> um, speaking of destiny, you still playing that trash can? Dude? <sighs> Look, I'm going to be honest. I haven't played it, but they did drop a new season, and it has Solar 3.0. So I was, like, curious. And they got, you know me, I'm a Titan main. They just keep breaking that game, though, dude. Yeah, I know. Like, we don't want another, like, armor rework. You yeah. broke the game when you did the armor with the slots and all well, that he did stuff. It. 
And uh, I haven't let played me, it in like a year. Let me tell you what they did to the Titan Super because it's pretty tight. So like the hammers, right? Okay. Um, think of that, but mix with the Striker Special. So two hammers jumping up, the flames go out, right? Uh-huh. Do some uh, AOE damage or whatever, and he comes back down and does the slam. Like that's mm. pretty tight. Mm. I could care less about Warlock and Hunters. You know how I okay. feel about that for sure. Um, and I'm gonna admit, yesterday I started redownloading it, bro. Come on, dude. I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna play it because you know we play a lot of Warzone, and I also just bought that Evil Dead game. Yeah, I still haven't tried that one out yet. You've been telling me that it's worth trying out? Yeah, I told you I would buy it for you. Have you done the multiplayer yet? I haven't yet. So you don't actually know if it's worth trying out? Everybody says the multiplayer is better than the like the story mode, but it's mm-hmm. just like missions mm-hmm. based off like the movies in the show. So we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see. Ooh, I don't know. Like, you're supposed to lean away from the mic to like cough and clear your throat, and I was leaning away, and then I moved my face into the mic to cough just now. And I feel like that's like a big faux pas, right? A big faux pas? Yeah. That means like a no-no. Oh. Like some right now with earphones on, and they're like, there's like a, tri- a thin trickle of blood coming out <laughs> from under the earphones. The Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we got a big, big episode today. We're going to start to t- uh, talk to TC. This is cool because it's the first guest on the Iron Right Tattoo podcast. We got that coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, and I feel like that really legitimizes a podcast. It really does. You know like what I mean? It feels special. Yeah, like it's taking us to that next. Like, I don't want to say I feel special, but like. You're very special. Oh, thank you. I, I think TC's more special, though. I don't think TC's more special. I think he's just a little tiny bit more handsome. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's also just like sitting off, slightly off camera, which. So anything we say about him, he's gonna hear it. He's like, like I'm looking at him right. He's smiling. Got them two gold teeth. I can see myself. Kaching. <laughs> I think I heard the voice of Trinidad James in my ear. Dang. He said gold teeth. All gold, everything. <laughs> I always, um, to that was the best part when he says like, sound like 007 on N64. Hey, <laughs> classic. That's where I cut my teeth on gaming, dude. We would always play GoldenEye 64, and we would play slappers only, so there's no guns, just karate chops, Mm -hmm. and then we would play uh, License to Kill, which was everything was a one-shot. So it was like one-shot slaps, and then I would pick Odd Job because he was like a little person, (laughs) and uh, unless you were crouched, you physically could not hit him. It was like the the OG exploit. Oh, yeah. Um in shooters. N64 was my first system, but sadly, my parents would not buy me GoldenEye. I played it at a friend's house. I was four when I had it, so I just had, like, Legend of Zelda and Pokemon. Were ratings out yet? Yeah. Was GoldenEye rated M? Uh, it it had, had to have been teen. Yeah, I think it was teen. I don't think M existed till Grand Theft Auto came out. I don't know, because wasn't Mortal Kombat M? And that was pre, Maybe. pre-GTA. Maybe we need to go back and research that. We're going to have to do some Googling. Some Googling. I love that word. So uh, we're about to jump into the interview portion of the podcast. Stick around once that's over. Uh, We are going to go over this day in history, and we're going to answer some questions. Yes, we are. So you got anything you need to say before we start the interview? Um, That's a lot of dead air, dude. Yeah, I I don't know. I can't think of anything. Yeah, I'm having like a weird like... 
kind of a brain fog this morning. A little bit. I think I could have could have gone to sleep a little earlier last night. You know what I'm saying? We went to bed pretty at a decent time. My eyes yeah, were certainly heavy. But we got up mad early. Yeah, we did. Because Nate can't wake up without taking a shower. Hey, gotta be clean. For a podcast, dude. Yeah. You could shower last night, you sleep, you wake up, and you're still clean. Unless you're like sleep fence building or something, like you're still clean. I produce a lot of oil. I'll just say that. <laughs> and it like comes off of my face and that's, my, and that's my your, hair. Your number one export? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I should make that into a business. Oil producer. All right. Uh, Stick around. We are going to get into the interview right now. That's how you want to start it? That's how you want to start it? I mean, we're we're rolling. (laughs) Ouch. The interview portion of the podcast starts now Woo! right after tc puts a throat lozenge in his mouth so we can get that sweet asmr hey you know what it's that fucking texas allergies me. <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen uh our interview today is with a good longtime friend of mine we've known each other good not great good night <laughs> we really running the whole thing back up. <laughs> <laughs> uh we've known each other for probably we estimate somewhere around 17 years um I've been tattooing for 15 and a half years, and we knew each other for a couple years yeah. before that. Pre-tattooing, for sure. Pre-tattooing. Perfect for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so like, you know, it's like I was saying, I was kind of explaining, like, the, tat- the podcast isn't about tattoos. Mm-hmm. I want it to be more about people, but tattoos is definitely sort of the commonality that well, us, our guests, everybody kind of has. I've met know? the most interesting people through tattooing. Yeah, 100%. I'll say that. 100%. 100%. That's how I knew For Nate. sure. Yeah. That's how I came to be. Project. Projecting. We're to work on our projecting. We're so work on it. Uh, I'm working on my slouching. TC's Christian name, Theodore Clayton Hatch. That's it. He was going to give us a little backstory on how he came to be the TC Hatch. Uh, yeah, we are, that, got, that got deleted earlier. You that got deleted, that. That's yeah. In the, uh, we recorded for a solid two minutes. Sign up on Patreon and you can get the first interview. Yeah. No, I already deleted it. Like, it's gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that was just in the moment. So, TC. So, TC, um, Hatch, is the, you know, my father was a tanker in the military, worked on Abrams for 43 years. The very top part of the tank is a, it's a hatch, and it's called the TC's Hatch, the tank commander's hatch, and that's kind of what I was named after. Liddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty tough. said your name, I mean, your dad's last name just happened to be Hatch, just, and he was a tanker, and yeah. your grandpa? Grandpa. Grandpa named Theodore, so that's yeah. where I get my Christian name. I feel like the stars Christian really name. aligned. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I like go by Theo destiny. more now, so. It's destiny, but yeah. Theodore now? Theo. Theo. You know. Because Theo Vaughn's kind of popping right now. So. <laughs> Dude, I love Theo Vaughn first off. I really Theo do. Vaughn, yeah. You know. Theo, if you're um, listening, we would love to have you on the podcast. Please. <laughs> I would just love to high five him. That's yeah, it. Okay. I'd be happy with that. I'd love to hear like a mildly racist joke, but because he's from Louisiana, it like somehow is okay. I mean, that's <laughs> you know? the South, right? That's his brand, right? You know, yeah. I love it. Um, so uh, let's 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 take it back a little bit, right? So it's like 17 years ago. Oh, we're Jesus. in Killeen, Texas. Oh God. What I actually want to talk to you about, we're gonna get into tattooing, okay? But I'd like to hear a little bit more about like, you know. Where'd you come from? How'd you wind up in Killeen? Mm-hmm. Obviously, your dad was probably stationed Fort Hood. Totally. And 
you actually did some really interesting stuff on Fort Hood that I always found super interesting, <laughs> and I want to talk about this. You know, so let's, let's start off with where are you from? Like so, OG, where are you so, from? So uh, born in Fort Knox, Kentucky. <clears throat> okay. I always say they broke the mold and they made me. Mm. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one, right? Um, because of like gold? Gold molding. Yeah, if yeah. there's gold there. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah, wink, wink. There might have been at one point. Yeah. Could be an um, alien bunker. But other than that, you know, like uh, moved around a little bit, always lived in the South, you know, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana. Was uh, a lot of the moving military related? All of it. Every of single it? bit okay. of it, except for my last move recently. Yeah. But, um, but like life. during your childhood? Oh, everything. Uh, okay. Yeah. My dad was in the military from day one till a year ago. Really? Uh, how long did you wind up <clears throat> total? 43 years, 23 oh, in the service, okay. 20 as a contractor, Jeez. four tours to Iraq. <laughs> is, is he double retired now? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Living the dream. Yeah, sounds like dad's Wants up. to go back to work. I'm sure he does. Your yeah. dad's not the kind of dude that can be idle long. Dude, he was fucking showing me all these crazy projects he has at his house right now, and I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, he about. needs a hobby. He has a thousand of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, okay. So that's what brings you So it ended up here. in Texas, probably clean area, eight or nine years old. Okay. Uh, did all my formative years here, middle school. Oh, actually, into elementary school, middle school, high school, a couple years tattooing. Or, yeah. Yeah, well, in the area. In, in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, before you were tattooing, when you when you and me were still trying to get into the game <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. same time, uh, my verbiage may be a little off, so correct me. Okay. But you were a terrorist? Is that, is <laughs> no, that no, that is, that is not the correct verbiage. <laughs> um, I did Op 4, Ops in Force, um, as a civilian, or they call them Cobb, civilian on the battlefield. So, yeah, I would... What depending- role were you playing, though? Depending on the day. So some days I would be a uh, guy selling fruit. Some days I'd be a village idiot most days. But, you know, sometimes, yeah, I'd be like a suicide bomber or, you know, village so elder. I was a police that, chief for a month. <coughs> really? Yeah. Pretty late. Uh, for those that don't know, Iron Right Tattoo, where we're currently recording, is right outside Fort Hood Army Base. So what TC's basically saying is he was a civilian. He was not a soldier, but he was paid by the government yeah. to role go, play actor. Yeah, to go uh, LARP. Mm-hmm. LARP. So the soldiers could either basically preparing soldiers for situation awareness um, before they deployed. Yeah. So sometimes good. you were a civilian bystander that mm-hmm. they had to look out for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you were actually the I, enemy that they had to detain. Totally, okay. totally. Which was which was interesting because um, <clears throat> sometimes because I worked at the mall at the same time, started working at the tattoo shop at the same time. And some of these people would rotate through. Mm. They'd be like, you look familiar. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope, you don't know me. <laughs> what was like Durka, your Durka. Uh, favorite role that you played? So I think the most memorable one I always talk about is um, we, had some check, we had some convoys we'd have to do probably three to six, maybe a day. Mm-hmm. And I was a suicide bomber. And I was only the suicide bomber because I was the most convincing. And the sooner that I could detonate, the sooner we could sit down and smoke cigarettes. So what you're saying I, is is a, is a military vehicle convoy would yeah, pass Yeah, probably through. six, eight vehicles or whatever. Did you have a designated, like, uh, the third vehicle is what your target is? No, basically, or was it just like, basically there was a crowd of individuals. Out. And I would show up and I had, like, a what would be considered, like, a car alarm, basically. And I would press a button and then they would – we had uh, – Controllers that would control the situation and let everybody else know what happened when it happened. Yeah, who just know. say like you're dead, kind of thing. Mm-hmm, yeah, totally, totally. They pop off some simulated munitions, make and some noises, scare they, the guys uh, a little bit. They would put you in full, like you'd have like the hijab and all. Well, that hijabs stuff, right? for women, but yeah, you, I, I, I would I would wear like the <clears throat> the schma and then like a wool man dress in Texas heat. So it was like. <laughs> 
you were basically wearing what they would wear in like Afghanistan or yeah, yeah, close enough for okay. sure, close enough for training purposes. <clears throat> like, but you were like white, so yeah. I mean, we had a we had a. I mean, I worked with dudes who were uh, Vietnam vets. I had a World War II vet we worked with. Yeah, whose uh, aircraft carrier is like famous for like a kamikaze plane going down the hangar deck. His name is Mister Leopold. Rest in peace. Were they there doing the same job as you, yeah, or were they more like consultants? No, they had people that were of all age brackets and uh, genders, just so that they could yeah train for thoroughly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it like a little bit more realistic. Totally. Were there like kids there too? No, no kids, and nobody under the age of eighteen. Just like the, the work-related incidents could happen. Like you know, when you sit on your knees and you put your shoes under your knees, mm-hmm. you like pretend you're a kid. Yeah, you know, did, did you do that? When you're... <laughs> I, c- I think we did fuck around in the dresses sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, they were they were wool, so they were tight. You couldn't yeah. like, really flex on them. If you were lucky, you'd get one that was like cotton and you could breathe a little Ooh, bit. But nice, nice breeze come no, up under the dress. That was only for the big boys. Yeah. My uh, little ass had to fit in those fucking tight ass wool ones. Looks good on me though. So at the same time you're doing that, you are at and and as a general rule of thumb, just a heads up, mm-hmm. I don't really say like names or shop names or anything. Okay, cool. Because, because like, you know, it may get to a point where I'm talking crap about somebody and I don't want to drag anyone. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so, so next podcast you're talking shit about I, me, you're not going to say my name. <clears throat> no, 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 you, because you're here. <laughs> oh, but, you know, like if you had a bad experience at a shop. Then, oh, yeah. Try, you know, okay, we're trying not to drag definitely. anyone here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the shop that I was at to at prior to opening Iron Right is actually the same shop that you and I met at. Because totally. years before I landed at that shop as a tattooer, me and you were both there getting tattooed, trying mm-hmm. to convince those dudes to teach us how totally. to tattoo. You were working the counter for a little bit while I was just a client getting yep. tatted. So um, so while you're doing this military stuff is when you also started working the counter at that shop, correct? <clears throat> so the military contracts were like insane. Like I'd work like a month straight and then I wouldn't work for a month. You know, uh-huh. so it was, it was just you're on the whim of the military. And anybody who's in the military understands that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we had a mutual friend. I don't know if you remember the shop guy before me. I won't say his name, but um, if you're not if you don't have anything negative to say, then you can say their name. What if you uh, no, I mean he's a, he's a good man. I haven't talked to him in years, so I don't know. Okay, but um, he was working there, and he was just working so long that he wanted a day off. And he was just kind of doing it for tats and booze, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I came in there and I worked two days for him, and I accidentally worked him under the table. I just cleaned the fuck out of that place. And they were like, what do you do? You know, so I ended up getting a couple of days and he ended up moving on to a, actually a better military gig. For sure. And I uh, became an indentured servant for three years there. Yeah. And that was kind of how, but it was the foot in the door. right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, best thing I could ever do. Yeah. You know, I appreciate sure. it more than anything. Sometimes humbling yourself in a little bit of servitude might be the right path. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah what is it? A, a doctorate in patience? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. PhD in persistence. Yeah. Um, so... From there, you were there for a while, but there, that was never really an apprenticeship. Like you picked some stuff up, but so it was, it, you were it, a you know, it was right? it was uh, it was given to me as an apprenticeship. You know, they found out that I I drew and mm-hmm. I like to paint stuff and stuff like that. So yeah. they were like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, but um, uh, they told me I had to pierce first, and I always hated piercing. And I was yeah. very utilitarian about Still. it. Yeah, so I did a couple did a couple of those, and that kind of got me in the door in Austin. So that was like. They're like, hey, we need a piercer. And then yeah. I turned that into an apprenticeship down the road. But when you were at the shop we met at, mm-hmm. you were counter help. Counter help mostly, yeah. But it, I would pierce. Okay. At you the pierced end there too. Yeah, oh, okay. for so what uh, why so? did your apprenticeship not finish out there? Because I know you, you actually finished your apprenticeship in Austin, mm-hmm. but we were at a shop in Killeen. So what happened at the Killeen shop where you decided to make the move to Austin? Well, I I think uh I don't think the apprenticeship was 
fully an apprenticeship. I think it was just like, you know, to keep me around. Yeah, mostly. Like and they told me I had to pierce because that's what tattooers did at the time. You know, yeah. you had to you had to learn how to deal with people. I have never you know? pierced. I know nobody life. has. Yeah. I, I, it's like a. Can you actually take off that I was a piercer. I don't want people judging me. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna delete the last three <laughs> minutes. Yeah, now, please. I guess. Yeah. You know, like, I don't say, have a black it'll arm. It'll just cut in. Like everywhere you say Pearson, it'll be like hot dog vendor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'd rather be a hot dog vendor yeah, than Pearson. Sick. Same I mean, thing you, though, right? Who doesn't love hot dogs though? I was going to say, um, like the first time I met you, you had already like finished all that. And then, uh, yeah, it came to visit like the guest spot and you tattooed one of my buddies for his first tattoo. I things did. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, and I was just like trying to convince him. Like I already had a couple. And I was like, yeah, dude, just get attacked, get attacked. And he ended up getting uh, the lion with the Native American headdress. Yeah, totally. I, I, I remember that image still perfectly. You know, I, I think at that time I, like, pulled some red lines for some, like, face makeup or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. And I was like, Sick. yeah, dude. These are going to last. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's Sick. art. Um, okay, so you were in Austin. No, no, no. no I, ca- was, I came back. That was in Colleen. That was in Colleen. Oh, okay. I made my, I made my uh, pilgrimage back oh, to do some tats. Yeah, I think that might have been that might have been my first time back working in Colleen, which was a big deal for me. Yeah, yeah. I want to say yeah. it was like thirteen or fourteen. You were no, no, no. no. Oh, like twenty thirteen. Okay. Bro, what were we all doing in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Um, yeah, man, that was like a big deal for me, you know. I and mean, it was and it was like, you know, kind of tough, you know, coming back and. It was cool, you know. I mean, I, I lived in I li- when I when I worked in Austin. I lived in Colleen for about a year and a half and made that drive. Yeah, that sucks. Now, yeah. Speaking of Austin, let's touch on that because what a lot of people don't know that your apprenticeship was a like, million years lengthy. long. <laughs> yeah, I you know I, I like to say seven years, but it was probably closer to. six, I think if six you're combining Colleen, oh yeah, Austin, totally, because it was like yeah. two and a half years here and then yeah. five like years there. Five there. The last six months I was tattooing before yeah. I moved to San Antonio. Yeah. Um, I, I want to touch on that, but like I said, I don't really want to drag anyone. But I am curious if you have any insight onto why you think that process took as long as it did. <clears throat> I mean, there is no there is no uh, perfect way into tattooing. Most people now don't even apprentice. Yeah, you know, and for sure. A lot of these people within five years can blast hats way over my pay grade. <laughs> you know Some I mean? of these kids like two years. Um, I mean, all the secrets are out there now. But back then, yeah. there was nothing but secrets. Everything was a secret. Oops, yeah, for um, sure. So, you know, like, I think maybe I worked a little too hard, you know, and that's hard to, like, let go for free labor. Yeah. But, you know, I, the, guy, the guy that taught me the tattoo, um, I super respect him. You know, he's an awesome mm-hmm. guy. But yeah, he, he's, never, sure. he's never had an apprentice before either, so we're both learning as we go. Kind of figuring it out. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was an amazing artist. And I think, that, like you were touching on, there's no right way to, like, be an apprentice. Totally. There's totally. also, like, I, I, I had an apprentice, and I failed often. Yeah. And I realized that, like, there's... It's hard to be a mentor, also. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you can be a great tattooer and a horrible mentor. That's, yeah, and that's and that's where I think I fail. Was, but I don't think I'm. Um, I don't think I'm a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, like, I've, I've met some people have that gift. You totally, know? I've met people you know later in my career that's have you know such good teachers and such compassionate individuals and yeah. explaining like such complicated you know systems and you're mm-hmm. like, wow, that was yeah beautifully said. I think I struggle from like. Are you familiar with the term compassion fatigue? Like um, it's something that, too like, much? yeah, like doctors, uh, you know, like CPS caseworkers, stuff like that. They'll suffer from it a lot. Where you get to a point where you stop caring, 
it no longer affects you to go tell someone that their grandpa died. Stuff like that. I mean, that's tattooing, isn't it? Well, and I think I suffered from that as a mentor. You know what I mean? Mm, Just too much. Giving too much of yourself. That constant focus, constant focus, constant teaching, constant teaching. And then there would be a lot of moments where a week would go by and I haven't taught anything of value. And mm-hmm. I realize, like, I'm just, like, burnt out on the teaching aspect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that's why we have curriculums. I think now yeah. in, in my adult life when I'm trying to focus on something, not only am I list-oriented and goal-oriented, I like, I build myself a curriculum to try and, like, handle yeah, it. Yeah, that's so valuable. I don't. Yeah. No, <laughs> I get it. my wife does. Yeah. Like, she um, it's beneficial for almost, her. like, fails, like, like, struggles to function without a list. But you give her a list. And like four days worth of activities will get done in six hours. You know what I'm saying? Like knock it out. Um, And I think some people just operate that way, right? You know, Mm. it just differs by person. And and I think I'm so ADHD. I've never found a great method of uh, staying on track. Yeah. And I think you have to as a mentor and an apprentice. You know what I mean? Which is why realistically, like I don't. I'm not really chomping at the bit to ever like take on another apprentice i think it's like a i think it's i mean it's a relationship you know you, yeah. you don't go looking for it you gotta find it's gotta come to you it's gotta, you gotta sure. it's gotta be a natural thing you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. what i tell people all the time with anything in life like can't force it you know yeah for but sure. sometimes you can fit a you know a circle peg in a square hole you know what i mean and that's and that's what you think you're fitting it but you're that's not what she said um Ooh. so from there that's what they said so Washington now. you kind of completed your <laughs> That's what you did there. A little pronoun joke. There you go. You complete your apprenticeship. It's not a joke. A uh, few months of actual tattooing started, and then at that point, you moved over with AJ, right? No, I moved to San Antonio for three years. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. were with I, Weldon. I, I ended up working with Weldon later on. I worked at a shop um, on the south side, you know, um, which was very beneficial for me. Being a white boy in San Antonio, yeah. You know, everybody's checking you on what side of town you're from. Mm-hmm. So people are like, what side of town you're from? I'm like, oh, I, you know, I live Central because I moved from Austin. I thought Central was cool. And they're like, ah, white boy pussy, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, but I work out South Presa. And they're like, oh, orale. You know? Yes. <laughs> I actually lived, um, my tattoo station and the wall of my tattoo station was the bedroom wall for the guy who say, who played Crucito and blood, blood In, Blood Out. Like, he was on the other side yeah, of the Yeah, that wall? was his bedroom. Dang. And he was super cool. And I tried to get him a I tattoo I remember you me. posting pictures. With him. W- with him yeah, on yeah. your Instagram. He never right? would tattoo me. Yeah. Because I wanted the VL Picasso, but he wouldn't do it. He's like, I've never tattooed. I'm like, you did it in the movie, bro. Just do the same yeah. thing. I'll, I'll fucking set it up. Yeah. Just idiot proof. Trying to get let my him fucking, ride the tube. Yeah. You know? Trying to get my hood pass. You know what I mean? I think that would have worked. Didn't work, though. You you did receive an honorary orale, though. That oh, counts yeah. for something, right? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I would. Okay. A lot of times I would. Sophos? I do. I got one uh, somewhat recently, not on the hand, but right there. I, I don't have one. Tattoo yeah. in almost 16 years. Damn. Never been offered. Damn. For those that don't know, uh, Kansafos means with respect. It started as a tag. Like, it, it was a graffiti thing. Yeah, side by somebody. Yeah, if you, would, you, know, if you threw up a big you tag, you would slap a little CS at the bottom of it, Kansafos, and that meant, like, hey, out of respect, like... I just took the spot. Yeah, and don't come tag over my stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's kind of like a, this is, a, this is my territory now. Totally. But tattooing has kind of adopted the Kansafos. And now it's like, but you can't ask for one and you can't get one unless someone that has one offers you one. Yeah. And you know, know what's crazy is people, you know, that's like another tattoo rule people don't follow anymore. Yeah. You know, people get them like on their fucking face because yeah. it's fucking cool. But I, I, you know, because we're trad dudes, I think mm-hmm. the biggest differentiator from, from your everyday tattooer and a traditional tattooer is just that history. And I think we tend totally. to take history a little bit more seriously, right? You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? We try to stick to those. 
traditions, uh, almost, things almost, like that. I think to the point almost sometimes where it's detrimental. But I think it can be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're the kind of person that's like, "What are you on that iPad?" I'm like, "Hey, work, work smarter, <laughs> not harder, yeah, dude." Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? I like, mean, I get it. I get all aspects of it. You know, I do. I, I understand. I, I think here's where I stand on iPads. You stand on iPads. That's not good for the iPad. <laughs> uh, it doesn't teach you how to draw. Definitely does not. All it does is make your life easier. You have to know how to draw first. I don't think iPads are the step one. I think you should learn how to draw on paper. Totally. But once you know you can draw something on paper, like, yeah, absolutely. Why not pick I mean, up an iPad? It's going to make life I easier. I use it sometimes to, to, to um, make designs quicker. Or know? for, like, walk-in stuff. Or walk-in stuff, Dude, yeah. Or, or just it. to, like, have, have – I mean, I have probably – I think it's, like, over 200 book PDFs on mine. Mm -hmm. So I have, like, a rolling library. Yeah. You know, which is I great for it. conventions and stuff like that. It's just Hardy Dragons, my entire iPad. I mean, could be worse. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. I think I might have gave you that book. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple on there that I got from you for sure. Yeah, yeah, I totally. think it was like a grim one. Yeah, I, 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 got, I started, yes. We, we used to do those shared albums. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think it can hinder people now. You know, they do that straight line thing, or they do the zoom, uh -huh. and then it comes down a real tat, and it's like a machine is not a pin. For sure. <laughs> well, and, but you do lose something. And if you don't know how to trade so, an iPad, if you don't know how to take an iPad drawing, and then while you're tattooing it, put your hand back totally. into it, then you're going to lose a lot. Totally. Because, like... That's why it's good for walk-ins. I mean, let's look at, like, uh, Tony Hundal, right? Tony Hundal. You can tell the second you're looking at a Tony tat because you can see his hand in every line stroke. Totally. You, you know, know what he told me one time What's about that? Texas tattooing? What's that? That it should look like it's hauling ass. And I always yeah, love that. Yeah, and I feel like that's... Just, every tattoo yeah. is just hauling ass. Um, it's traditional, but hauling ass. But that's what I'm saying is if he were to stick to like an iPad drawing, right? Like that stroke of his hand would, would leave that well, design. And to me, that's where all the power from a mm -hmm. Tony Tack comes from. When you look at it, you can watch his hand whip a line out. Yeah, I think a lot of dudes you like know? that draw a lot of stuff on too. So you yeah. have that like range of the elbow and the uh -huh. arm and the flare. Yeah. But I think that's the problem now. Like there's so many tattooers are great tattooers. They're clean and they're like proficient, but mm -hmm. they're soulless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. The tattoos look cold. You it, know? And, and that's why some of my favorite tattooers, like from a technical perspective, mm -hmm. uh, are doing sloppy tats. But well, it's the toughest thing you've ever seen. I you saw know, like you look at a uh, Tim Lehigh, right? Mm -hmm. If you only looked at that from a technical perspective, like is the line perfect and clean? Is the no, shading but there's so perfect? much power in his yeah, tattoos? Yeah, but that's, that's ten times amazing. exactly. Yeah. It's ten times cooler than the yeah. most perfect tattoo I've ever seen because yeah. it's like raw power. When totally. you look at it, you're like, mm. it has totally. that charm. Still, still yeah. is what I like to to, to represent. Yeah, still does that, the same you know, thing. Like his tattoos, you know, definitely weren't. You know, perfect. Yeah, perfect. But they yeah. were amazing. <laughs> but but it, not in perfect, a way, but amazing. Yeah, in a, but in a way, they are perfect. You know, mm -hmm. because if someone's able to convey that sense of power, mm -hmm. then then in my head, like they've created a perfect tattoo. You know, I saw a meme the other day that was perfect, and it said like, uh, "I'm not sh uh, like I'm. What was it? It was like uh, I'm trying to be the best tattooer, so I'm not trying to be the best outliner or something like that." Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was and like, I, uh, yeah. And I was like, man, that is it. You know? Somebody actually, mm, I think somebody commented that on something. Anyway. Ooh. Um, well, that's even Let's cool, get back though. on track. Yeah. San Antonio to Austin. Back again, yeah. So Austin was apprenticeship. When apprenticeship wrapped up, you moved to San Antonio, did a couple shops there, mm -hmm. and then you came back to Austin and worked at AJ's shop. Totally. And that was your most recent shop until this last move you made. Totally. 100%. Okay. So, yeah, I worked, I worked in Austin for five years, you know, and it was awesome, you know, and I always, 
It's tough though. Austin's not an easy city to tattoo in. You know yeah, what I mean, there's so I mean, many amazing tattoos. You throw a rock, and yeah. there's, it's going to hit a good tattoo. I always tell people either you're on the, you know, you're a name brand tattooer, or you're like a budget tattooer. But if mm-hmm. you're somewhere in the middle where I fell, it was tough. You know yeah, I mean? for sure. And, and I think that's indicative of uh, just like population and the fact yeah. that tattoos are super popular. I mean, dude, I know some amazing, like world class tattooers mm-hmm. in Austin. They're booked out like three weeks. Yeah, because everyone in Austin is I mean, a world class tattooer. How many tattooers you know? came to town and didn't get booked up at all and had to leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It's, but it's, you know, especially in the traditional big, world. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. No, no, but you're good. In the traditional world, you know, like I always tell people now, you know, I can do a decent traditional tattoo Mm -hmm. you know i'm not like a name brand tattoo and it doesn't suck it's like a nice tat yeah you know you do two of those on somebody and they're like hey you ever heard of uh this guy you know talk about tony hundall yeah you You ever heard of tony hundall i'm like yeah cool man never see you again (laughs) maybe he'll cover him up you know like fuck yeah just don't don't tell him i did this when when he's checking out your tats yeah yeah um yeah for sure and then okay so you're in austin and what what do you think predicated aside from being offered an awesome a- opportunity mm-hmm. that's still a huge leap because you're in Washington now? Yeah. So what do you think was like? Did, was there an aha moment, or was it just a ton of anxiety? I mean, so it, when know, I was like, living in when I was living in Austin the first time through my apprenticeship, you know, Austin was changing, and it wasn't yeah. the city I fell in love with. So I tried to escape what I called what I considered a cultureless void. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. need any more yoga studios on the east side type thing yeah i mean the whole city is just like gentrification mm-hmm. and, to you know. san antonio which is a city that's just smashed full of culture yeah. you know I, I i didn't realize how many museums they had and austin has zero you know what i mean like i think there's a holocaust museum in austin which is just mad depressing damn I, we have, yeah. the, they, have the, they have the texas museum but it's that is it's also super depressing yeah but it they sucks. also have one of those in belton texas yeah, you know it's like, probably better i feel like every little city probably has a, a texas museum mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. Uh, texas san antonio museum of art shout out to that place you ever get a chance go to it's two five-story buildings that are insane where uh, san antonio museum of art okay um they have some really cool they, each each layer layer is like a different um, genre, yeah. So you've got like contemporary, Renaissance, yeah. They, they have like they have modern. like my, one of my favorite things. They have a Tibetan salmon dollar. They made two, and like the they had monks come down to make them. Really, and then the Dalai Lama like, you can keep one. Like he had to bless it off, and the other one they poured into the San Antonio River to like bless the city. Dang, but it's a medicine dollar, and it's Kinda like tight. you go look at it, and you just see the little sand that they do like one piece at a time with two sticks. You know, and really, like, and it's like little you know Buddha characters, and you're like, fuck. So <laughs> is it like that? It's not like the same as like when they like rake the sand and like. Well, a you do at the end. So this, no, whoa, no, 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 no. It's like um, it's like an older practice with oh. colored sand. Oh no, no, no! I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 where they're literally like knocking it out. Yeah, on they the have. Table. It's like it's like in a small okay. straw-like tube, and they have yeah. another like stick, and they like yeah, knock they're it actually grain like pouring by grain. it out in little yeah, designs, totally. and it's, it's like a giant mandala. Or something yeah, like and that. and it's like a you know mathematically figured out. Yeah, know, and it's somehow perfect, even though it's like a bunch of old people doing it by hand. Well, they figured it out, man. It's patience. Yeah, you know. They have a, I don't know what's what's more monk like than a doctorate, but they have it, you know. Uh, it's like an ethereal doctorate, ooh, a spiritual doctorate. Ethereal, I like that word. You like that? It's good. Sounds it's my like PhD word of the day. Sounds like it would itch. <laughs> Isn't that a crypto coin? <laughs> yeah. Ethereal. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, uh, everybody buy ethereal now. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Ironwright. Yeah, we get a cut. Um, so you go from Austin, San Antonio, and then now you're back in Austin. And then we were talking about how you felt like Austin was changing. Yeah. So I came back cause San Antonio ended up sucking for, you know, for me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, there was like a relationship stuff, jumping yeah. shops, you know, 
The first shop Oops. I worked at, um, shout out to Robbie. He, he, you know, I was working at the shop and I was making seventy percent. Oh, we're gonna get Rob on this show too. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I'd love to hear it. Um, the first shop I worked at, I was making seventy percent, and I was like, "Fuck, Which I'm is killing it." Yeah, I was like, "I'm yeah. balling." And then Robbie was like, "Why don't you come work with us?" And it was a fifty-fifty shop. And I was like, "No way, I'm making seventy percent." He goes, "What's seventy percent of zero? And I was like, "Fuck you, I'm coming." <laughs> you know, and we and we worked and lived together what, for was years. It, was it slow? Oh yeah, San Antonio's. You know, I mean, like the shop you were at was it was that it, was brutally slow. Yeah, you know. So that's when you went to. Is this when Rob's at Doomsday? No, he was at Mr. Lucky's. At Mr. Lucky's. Okay, so that's when so you I went, went to work went for well. Mr. Lucky's. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was awesome. Okay, um, which so is then, like it's like working for a, you know, like a. I mean, he's he's super intellectual at tattooing. He's such a, like a badass tattooer, but he's also like a twelve year old child. Who Weldon? Awesome. Yeah, Weldon has the largest singular Star Wars collection of anyone I have. Ever it's amazing. Seen. Like I'm talking like closets, floor to ceiling. Oh yeah, like, just like more than one room, dude. It's like if there's a toy from the night, he has dioramas, a poster, that he created a helmet. Like he's probably got it. Yeah, Goals. you know what I mean. Like yeah. and and he's like a jovial. Like if Santa Claus was a tatter, that's Weldon. Have Lewis you ever seen 100%. his his old commercials that he made for the show? No, bro. You can find them on YouTube. He we'll, has like, we'll like have to look yeah. Up. I'll look up when we're done. But he used to make these commercials. Like I, I, so, I worked at the shop for probably six, eight months before I realized there was a whole back room that was bigger than the shop. And it was just full of shit and like a movie set that was yeah. nuts, dude. And we do like cool zombie. Oh, if man. you ever go to any convention and like just over the chaos out in the background, you hear like, <laughs> like that's, that's welded, it. 100%. That's it. Yeah, you can't. It's like, it's, I'm telling you, he's Santa Claus. It's like happiness sonar. Yeah, always got a smile on his yeah. face. Like, He's he's the life of the party. I love Weldon. Yeah, he's sick. super nice old he's guy. He's awesome. He was great, great to work great for. Great beard, like probably like right above the belly button. I'd say great yeah. beard. He was um, awesome to work for him. So you left uh, Mr. Lucky's to go back to go Austin, back to Austin. But, but you know we've touched on that. I want to figure out why like I, left I said, Austin again. Why you left Austin again? And, and was it like a complete nerve wracking experience, or was it exciting, or was it like I'm so over Austin? Or well, was you know, like, it was kind of over Austin. Um, it was definitely getting tough, you know. Um, COVID happened, made yeah. it even harder. Yeah, but yeah, I, at this point, been, at this, how long have you been in Washington now? Like a uh, year and a half. Maybe? Okay, so it just, was like just right over. the heart of the pandemic. Yeah, it was happened. like we went and it was like kind of sketchy. You know? Okay, especially going yeah. up north. You know, it was like a different world. And we you know, comparatively, you and me and my your old lady. Yeah, right? me and my lady she moved Lacey. with you. Yeah, right? totally, okay, cool. totally. Cool. She's awesome, and she was you know very supportive of it in my career. You know. Uh, do you want to name drop what shop you're at? In yeah, Washington? I work at uh, Bulldog Tattoo, Olympia, Washington. I represent, you know, here we go. Let's see. Bam, Gee. for the camera. Um, love it, you know. Uh, those guys are awesome. I've, I've, you know, learned so much. It's it's a... Yeah, and you work you know. for Gordon, right? Yeah, yeah, I work for Gordon, but I also work for Raleigh. They, they like, I think they co-own Co the situation. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. Raleigh learned from Gordon. You know, Gordon comes by probably, he lives in Hawaii, but he comes by probably six, eight times a year. You cool. Know, he, okay. The door is open. We're always yeah. conversating. And and you think like cutting your teeth in Austin prepared you for no, a career in Washington? Not at all. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm always that. learning. Expand you know? on that. I mean that <clears throat> that shop's a, it's a it's an awesome great shop, but mm -hmm. you know there's like you do everything, you know, and I love that you know aspect of it. It's like a street shop. Yeah, like but, if someone walks know, in, you got to do yeah, it. Yeah, awesome. And and it's and it's and that and that's not what I was used to after my last couple yeah. years working in Austin. I was kind of like cherry pick, not really cherry picking, but like. We weren't that busy, and I was kind of doing whatever I wanted to do because that's who was looking for me. Yeah, yeah. And then it was well, like, and Austin kind of has that culture. Everyone's specialized totally, and they totally, have their style. Totally. And so you I, come to me for this thing. Yeah. So I, I've I've never you know I've worked at street shops as a 
uh, apprentice or as a shop guy, but never as a tattooer. So I'm mm-hmm. like, 10 years later, you know, I've been tattooing 11 years now. 10 years later, I was like cutting my chops for yeah. the first time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's like I'm starting over. Which, my Square hand's one. already hurt, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where did this back pain and this gut come from? Dude, like, I don't know. Dude, I mean, <laughs> we have three meals a day up there. Anybody who's ever been to Bulldog knows that you have first, second, and third lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's brutal, dude. <laughs> like, like hobbits? Oh, man. Yeah, probably. <laughs> second breakfast. Oh, man. it's Yeah, I eat so much food there. I don't know if it's because it's cold or what, but I'm like... Is it still cold there right now, this time of year? Um, it is exactly up? 54 degrees right now. That's, still, that's, that's a nip. I'd call it a nip. There's well, a nip see, the here. cold is different there. Like, I was sweating. It was 63 degrees the other day. At, in Washington? In Washington. I came here, and I was like, oh, 90, fuck. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm I like, like but is it, like, humidity? Is that why? I think there's a little bit of humidity. It's, it's mostly just, like... I mean, there's fog, so it has to be humidity. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's like Texas humidity, is it? No, well, it's like that's a whole other animal. Well, Texas like grabs you and drags humidity. you to the ground. Texas just happens to be a hundred degrees with the same humidity. Yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Good that's point. where the difference comes from. Like you can be in water, you can be in boiling water. <laughs> like totally. Um, I did find out recently that um, Seattle and Austin have the same rainfall amount every year. No way. Except for Austin gets it in three months. Seattle gets it all year. All year. Yeah, because well, Seattle, I feel like the default is just overcast. Right? I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm on that side of the mountains. Yeah. So it's just like constantly. So, like when you guys get like a sunny day, is it like? The shop's empty. Really? Everybody's yeah. just like. Yeah. If it's raining, like people are out getting tattooed. If, if you get like that first sum, sunny spring, like you're fucking dead. That's so funny because in Texas, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, nobody you, cares. Yeah. We get like a rainy day and everyone wants to like stay inside and watch Netflix. 100%. Like the shop is yeah. dead. You know what I'm saying? I bought a jacket without a hood, and they were like, oh, now you're a true Washingtonian. Because, <laughs> like, when I first moved there, I was wearing a fucking um, poncho. No joke, never wore a poncho in my fucking life. <laughs> I'm wearing a poncho, and I'm, like, walking the street with my lady and my dog, and it's, like, raining a little bit. And I was like, yeah, I got this poncho. And then there's, like, kids shirtless, shoeless, riding their bicycles around. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a bitch. Yeah, there's, like, four Sorry, I'm not from rain. here. They, they're like, yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> You're like, sorry, I'm not from here. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I, I get hammered all the time because uh, we have a big mountain called uh, Mount Rainier. I yes. to, like uh, pronounce it there because I say Mount Rainier. That's what I, is that not? No, Rainier is the Texas pronunciation. But if you say that, they're like, oh, it's Rainier. And I'm like, yeah, so I said Rainier. Yeah, they're like adding an extra syllable in there. Oh, that's, that's a, lot of, a lot of syllables up there I'm not used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like one thing I'm trying to learn is in conversation. Is yeah. Everything I say is like one Which word. Which is funny because I feel like we don't have an accent at all. But if you were to we... go to Washington, they're probably like, "Dang boy, where are you?" Oh, I, I never you realized know, like... I said I never realized I said y'all before, and everybody's like, but, "Y'all, y'all, y'all, y'all." And I'm like, but what? y'all's just like common vernacular here. Like we're totally. not yeah. thinking of it totally. as like this, you know? Yeah, there's me and a, and one of our shop gr- girls are from Arkansas, so we're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like y'all are the y'alls. Yeah, we so said, I just said y'all, like y'all yeah. are the yeah, yeah, y'all are the y'alls. Yeah, in three words, you said y'all six times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, totally. But, you know, so we, we have that bond, you know, and we're like, oh, everything's too salty up here, and they don't know how to make grits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Is there a lot of, lot of sodium in Washington? Uh, a lot I think, of salt? I think that's the only um, seasoning they truly mm-hmm. understand. I mean, there's, like, Washington is culturally super diverse, so there's, like, a million different, like, types of restaurants. I'll use an example, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're going to get, like, regular food, it just to me, it's just It's so just salt. salty. Yeah. You think that um, they think salt is spicy? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely like, um, I mean, I, I haven't came across anybody. Like they won't like, use pepper because of that. <laughs> Ooh, that's too spicy. Hell no, it's just, salt. I don't know. Salt is people are just heavy handed with it up there. You know what I mean? I, I can't down do here it. we're heavy handed with butter though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. my yeah, mom will use I mean, a stick of butter for butter, breakfast. Dude, yeah, Texas like, Roadhouse butter. Ooh, 
cinnamon butter. Is that cinnamon in there? Is that what those yeah. little flakes are? See, I like garlic butter, you know. Garlic butter's good, but but the Texas Roadhouse butter is an experience. I think that's what people it like only works sticks. on Texas Roadhouse rolls, though. You know, yeah. like it's like I wouldn't put it like on my potato. You know what I mean? Like, is Roadhouse the one where they have the peanuts on the ground? Yes. Yeah. Just everywhere. What a fucking Just shitty a, a job. Carpet of peanuts. <laughs> I feed I feed the birds in my in my yard and squirrels peanuts all the time and the shells are everywhere and I'm so pissed I couldn't imagine that being my everyday job I have to sweep up after humans just sprinkling so, them on the ground the I squirrels think. and birds don't take the shells too they just want the nut well I mean they take it but they bury them and then I'll throw the fucking shells everywhere yeah they don't want the shell I don't know I just assume like I, a squirrel would eat the shell too I yeah, feel like totally they got not. a like designated like peanut guy at Texas Roadhouse you think there's yeah. like a like, like he just hides in the back all day until like you know whenever they close he's like it's like his they release him from his cage like a gimp <laughs> Texas Roadhouse gimp <laughs> they have to like get him out with a broomstick like ah ah Maybe he just eats all the shells yeah. he's like yeah. he looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings yeah, yeah. he's lucky peanuts yeah I couldn't imagine what just a peanut diet would do to the body just lock his cage when they leave at night he, I think he looked like lumpy like peanuts you know like it's like weird. Mr. Planter like his skin did you hear he texture. died. He was a peanut, so I don't think that's... No, no, they, 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 they killed him. Like, what? the company killed him. Was this, like, a woke campaign? Or no, no. They, they, well, the, they the, like, next he... the next character had, like, a sideways hat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the younger grandson or whatever. It had to have but been, the, right? Like but the fucked up thing was when Mr. Peanut died, they cremated him. Totally. Is this, like, a joke? No, that, dude. That they, look, look you, can, joke, you can Google dude. it. No, it's a thing. And then there was, like, a hip, young peanut guy that came after him, like, to... Make peanuts cool for the youth. Do we think? Do we think this was like a woke narrative? Oh, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he looks like. Isn't everything a woke narrative? He looks like a slave now? owner. Get rid of him. Yeah, because monocles. People don't like monocles, man. I mean, monocles have a certain. How many like, people have you ever met in real life with a monocle? Life. Well, I think t- human technology has come. <laughs> for, we also don't wear vests with chest pockets to keep our monocle in anymore. You know? Yeah, but if you ever met one of those guys, I mean, I never met one because I'm too poor. I've never I been on that like bracket it'd be, it'd be of like wealth. That uncomfortable because they would always like they just like squeeze it in their. You know, like they like open the eye and shove it into the like the orbital socket and then just like squeeze the skin you think around that, the monocle. You think what if, what if they had like a contact lens with a chain, you know, you just pop that thing out. I feel like that would do a lot of damage to an eyeball. And what if it was <laughs> like some Google basis. glass thing, though? I bet that could be the yeah, next move. That's yeah. the next thing. Yeah. Well, they have that, right? It's like an attachment for your glasses. Yeah, but I want to see it. I want to see that the lens you put in with the monocle chain because the chain is a flex. You just want the, the wallet chain to come back. Me and oh, Nate have been back. talking about bringing back the wallet chain. Uh, the 90s are back and they're bringing back all the shitty parts of it and the wallet chain yeah. is definitely in. I was telling him that every Gen Z girl that walks in here looks like the sister from the Wild Thornberries. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, she was the cool one, right? Yeah. I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, I think I didn't Donnie really watch was her. the cool one. Wasn't Donnie played by Flea? Yeah. Didn't we discuss right. that? Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. So I never was a Wild Thornberry's kid, but like... You know. uh, I'm not crazy about it. I was I, Doug. I would, I'd go uh, Rugrats or Rocket Power over... See, I wasn't really rock about Rugrats, I was definitely around. What? Doug, I was around. Dude, didn't you skate? Ah, a little bit, but I lived... You know, when I, when, I, when I got into skateboarding, I lived in a fucking trailer park, and like the year I got into skateboarding, they decided to pebble the entire street so i could only skate so you were just ollieing in the grass dude I, I could only skate in our driveway when my dad was at work yeah you know sucked at yeah. it so you're yeah. just like hitting pebbles and stray cats yeah I, I got into i got into bmxing a little bit and then once you get into tattooing you're like nah i can't really fuck my hands up i remember didn't you get into you were into rollerblading for that was not me at all i've never sure about that? You know? somebody else who worked at that shop uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Aggressive in line. Yeah. I mean, that shit would oh, be he cool. he was aggressive. Sure. That shit would be cool. You know, you could you could really go to Europe and like flex, you know. Uh, I don't think 
that anything that you flex in Europe is cool. Oh, dude. You got to go. I'm from Texas. They love that. I have a they superiority love that. complex. You'd be a celebrity over there. Dude, when I, when I went I to... I don't think so. I think they'd just be like, oh, you don't smell like BP. You don't fit here. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> no, that's what, that's dude, what I've heard about like uh, Paris, though. Uh, like, when, I went to, when I went to Asia, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh hey, like, where are you from? You, know, you never say you're from America. Whenever you travel, I'm from Texas. You know, even now, that's what I was talking about, like with the borders and stuff opening back up. Like, I'm living in Washington now. I'm like, no, I'm from Texas. You know? Do you like bump up the accent a little bit? No, I think we already have it comparatively. I I've, I I was stopped in Germany and they were like, we thought you'd have an accent, and then I would make like a you know Boomhauer accent. And they would laugh, you know. Yeah, because you were it. just like a little dancing monkey playing, yeah, totally. playing the role they wanted. Which you a little little bold. Well, because they all had accents, you know. And I'm like, yeah. I wish I had an accent. Yeah, like, we have do. a dude uh, Daniel here that is like from like the motherland, like from Germany. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, thick, thick accent. And um, everything he says is just like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, they're good at it. Yeah, you know. But comparatively, uh, everything ask him to do. Say, ask him to do like a does. Mexican accent. They're the worst at it. Uh, everything he says sounds like a German accent. Mm-hmm. Like like when he's trying to do accents, it just sounds like a German yeah, accent. Exactly. And I wonder if. If a German were to hear him, would they be like, yeah, that's such a spot on Mexican accent, you know? Or <laughs> so, like- so, so I will say, when we, we, we talked accents when I was there, and, um, you know, these dudes would do, like, the sickest Russian accent I ever heard. We always sound like Bond villains. Yeah. We're like, ha 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 you know? Mean- and they, theirs sounded, like, so good. And then, like, they would do, like, a, you know, like a... South American accent or whatever, Mexican accent. It, it just sounds Russian. It sounds like Borat. <laughs> like, hey, wow. SA, what's up? That's like, literally what it sounded like. <laughs> That's good. But um, <laughs> I wish Daniel was here. I'm like, Daniel, yeah. get in here. <laughs> but, you know, like. <laughs> Do a Borat. <laughs> but telling somebody you're from Texas, anywhere else in the world, they are just like fucking enamored because they know they know they know what a california is they know what a new york is and they know what a texas is the rest of the state it like doesn't matter or the rest of the country doesn't matter Do they all just say like oh a lot of guns yeah oh dude so uh <laughs> in asia you know it's like oh i'm from texas and the you know and the guy's like ah guns and horses I'm yeah all, eh, I guns. they just look at you, you know pew, pew, pew. literally no <laughs> yeah. literally i think uh, I, I don't know if i don't know what the the word is, but I think it's Texasu. Texasu. That sounds. You know, it's it's either spot on or extremely racist. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's that's the weird thing about like being in Japan. Like, they're like ten percent of their language is English words because they were shut off from the West for so long. It's like Spanglish, but the yeah. Asian so like, version. so like the word haircut is heady cut. Mm. So it sounds like you're making fun of it, but it's like that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, you know, super weird. So like, you're actually being racist if you don't. Yeah, you have to use like a, a you, have, you have to use like a the inflection of the culture yeah. you're in almost, or or like people are like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And you're like, "Haircut," and they're like, "You're a haircut." And you're like, nope. <laughs> they're a whole, whole haircut, <laughs> <laughs> like making funny. <laughs> I'll use my credit card. Oh, yeah. I love I love that video. By the way, I, I watch that video probably once a week now. <laughs> it's so good. Is it gluten free? <laughs> um. So that's where you're at now, Washington. All Washington that, all state. That to say, you have to tell people state. Yes. People think it's D.C. always. People have I no clue about Washington. Washington, not Washington. Pool of human fecal matter. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> D.C. Um, it's beautiful up there. Well, the yeah, way. let's talk uh, topographically because I think that I live in a rainforest. One of the biggest culture shocks of going from Texas to Washington isn't just like, you know, the people are going from red to blue, but I imagine like the landscape is, you're, you, f- you probably feel like you're in like a Lord of the Rings. Okay, movie, right? so, you know, my one of my first trips up there, my first time up there during fall, because I visited probably four or five times before I moved, mm-hmm. you know, to like dial it in. Excuse me. And um, 
I was in the car. My buddy John was driving. Um, shout out to my buddy John. He's in jail right now. Free John. John. Yeah, John Sweatpants. What we call him. My boy didn't do nothing. Nah, he didn't do well. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> um, but I actually talked to him on the phone last night. You know, his birthday's in two days. Shout out to him. Happy birthday, John. It's going to be long after your birthday when you hear that. <laughs> totally. Um, but we were riding around the car, and I'm like, I got my fucking hands planted against the you know passenger window, and I'm looking out the window, and he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? I'm all, I've never seen fall, dude. Like, everything's changing colors. It was like red? Like the orange? Red and orange, and yellow. And, you know, they, they, and they say Washington State. Like, I'll talk to my mind, because I've never seen shit like that. We had a yeah. cherry blossom season. Because we have like a lot of cherry blossom trees and everything is that just, like in spring or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god, bro! It's like two weeks and the ground's just covered in um, uh, Rhodesian flowers and this is like I've never seen spring like this. Either. There's so many fucking flowers. Blows my mind. I'm it's like tight. enamored with everything like that. And there's there's like mountains and stuff too there also. I mean, we talked about mountains. There's the Cascades. Rainier. R- Mount Rainier. But there's like like a sort of mountain range, right? It's not yeah, just the Cascades. Mount Rainier. It's, yeah, okay. and that, that splits the state in half, and it's two different states. So it's not like Texas where it's just like, oh, I can see 200 miles because it's oh, flat. Dude. That was one, land, like, you know? you know, every time I come back, that's like the weirdest thing to me is I can like see forever. Yeah. You know, yeah, I feel like the sky. Well, the, tree, the trees Texas, are so tall. Right? It's not the mountains that are in the way, it's the trees. So you can, you can, like, everything feels comfortable because you can only see like two blocks at a time. In Washington? In Washington. Or is it like, are we talking like evergreen? Like what you think of when you think yeah, of like a dude, forest? We, we, you know? we, have, we have probably like in my yard alone. You know, we're the second occupants of a house that was built in 1946. Wow. And the, the owner's son's son lived behind us, and he planted these trees in our backyard when he was, like, sub-10 years old. Yeah. He, like, went up the hill and, like, pulled out these um, Just, like, saplings. ripped them out of the ground. Yeah, pulled out saplings home. and yeah. set them in the ground, and... Um, his gra- his grandma at the time told him he just passed away by the way he was seventy something but he his grandma told him anything a child grows anything a child plants will grow these trees are like over two hundred feet in our yard now like giant I can't like I mean I can't even you know they're they're, they're definitely like twice as thick as this table like around like wide yeah. no kidding and just and the, you know I look at they fucking freak me out man dude you, know? you have to like send me pictures when you get back home oh dude I'll, like, I'll show you some after this hugging podcast. the tree dude, you know it's what I mean? Uh, tree hugger, totally. So big, big change, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, do, trees do follow you find all the yourself time settling in? You know, I love it. I love it. Um, I don't know if it's my forever home. I don't know if I have a forever home, first yeah. off, I'll say that. But, you know, I love I love everybody I work with. You know, yeah. and, and finding a new tattoo shop is like finding, you know, eight live-in girlfriends. Especially, like, finding one worth being at. Yeah, and, you every, know, and, you know I, and I love and respect everybody I work with so much. You know, I'm learning so much. Um, yeah. And it's awesome, and you know I'm a lot to deal with. And it's what? No, dude. <laughs> well, that dude. The first thing, as soon as you told me you were in town, me and Nate were sitting over on the couch. I was like, dude, like TC's one of the biggest talkers I've ever met. Like we have to ask him to be on yeah. the podcast. Well, so, so dude. clients like, perfect. For clients me, love me, you know. Cause, yeah, because you talk. Because like, yeah, it, two hours we have a great conversation. Well, dude, and that's what I learned uh, very early in my career because we were like me and you bedside like, manner. We were not doing good tats. But we were selling ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I had repeat clientele mm-hmm. because they liked me, not yeah. because I gave them a nice tattoo, but they wanted to come back and they felt like, oh, that's my friend. Like I have a guy. That's my yeah. home. Well, you, know, you know what I mean? Like exhibit A. Yeah. See. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, um, I guess in the South, I didn't realize this either. Like we we're known for like 
almost tattoo hospitality. Well, like, but that's a real thing, dude. Like li- living in Austin, like I, I would like do the outline. We'd go get a shot at the bar, you know, and then I'd finish the tattoo, and then we and I'd take my client to dent lunch, yeah. you know, and then come back and drive them home. You but, know, like every that's client. The thing almost. is, it's, it's not tattoo hospitality; it's Southern hospitality, yeah. and that just ekes out into every other aspect of our life. Well, I, I fucking love I people. This is why LA I have the job for like six oh, months, dude. And like I remember, like I would hold the door open for someone, and they would like take a step back, like they thought I was like trying to mug them. Yeah, like you you're know? trying to get behind them. Yeah, I've heard or, that. A lot. Or you get that whole like, oh, I don't need you to hold my door, you know? And I'm like, yo, like I'm just just holding. I'm the from Texas, like we just hold doors. Oh man, I, I'll I get call, in trouble. I'm gonna call you, ma'am and sir, and you know, like I get in trouble all the time. You know, like uh, there's a lot of uh, people who are in different communities that I'm not used to yeah. in Washington, and I say ma'am and sir, and I fucking mispronoun people all the time. Yeah, and, but you know, it's crazy. But s- in s- an attempt to be polite, polite. But yeah. I, but yeah. you know, I've had people like you know, there, we have a, a a person that I I, I frequent a restaurant they go to and. and um, I kept saying, you know, yes, ma'am. And they looked at me. I'm like, sir, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're like, where are you from? I'm all, Texas. They're like, nah, okay, it's cool. You know, because they're like, like, we know you're trying. You know what I mean? You're just being polite. You're just so ingrained. You know, it's like so insane. And people get so mad at you when you say, ma'am. They're like, that's my mom. You know? Was that GameStop? It's ma'am. It's ma'am. Yeah. Uh, So um, do you think, I, I feel like, you spending as much time as you did in Austin mm-hmm. is probably the best thing that could have prepared you for a state well, like Washington. Oh, yeah. I mean... You know, like like on a social, political scale. So, okay, you know? but, you know, a lot of people say that, but Washington is the most... Washington's a red state with two blue counties. Yeah, but you're in the blue side. I'm on the blue side of the state, yeah. for sure. But so I'm also like next to... You're like interacting a, with the blue community, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but, but half my clients are, like, um, you know, from, like, an extremely... Um, I hate to use the term liberal, but liberal college. Yeah, but I think it it people know what you mean when you okay, say Okay, yeah, you know? well, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, not, like, saying it one way or the other. Yeah. And then, so half half the clients I tattoo are, like, downtown people who, like, like punk rock and blue hair and, mm. you know, or yeah. do all these other things. And then the other half of my clients, like, special operations military from uh, Joint Base Lewis McCord. You know what I mean? Is there a big rural population in Washington? Like, the is, other side is of the there, state. Is there farming? Is there agriculture in Washington? Oh, man, that, you know, that Washington's crazy. You can go, like, fucking, like, every spring, there's, like, blueberry farms. You can go, like, pay five bucks and mm. fill your own basket. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess every state probably no, has, it, it has is, like, a farming No, we don't have right? a farming here. We have cows. We have cattle. Well, yeah, we have ranches. You go Texas. there, and th- th- there's, like, I mean, even the grocery store, like, the just the fresh, you know, produce, there's, like, fucking 30 types of mushrooms. Like, like every, I've been vegetarian. Every I've never had half of them. You Trader know what I mean? Trader Joe's. Like, every store is uh, like Trader, Trader, Trader Joe's. <laughs> is, like, weak up there. <laughs> you know? It's, like, that's, like, the fucking, that's, like, the Walmart. They ain't got H-E-B, though, dude. Dude, no. they don't have H-E-B. They don't have H-E-B. Or Bucky's, bro. Bucky's is blowing up. You but, know, yeah, they just built one in like South Carolina. Or something. Not even that, but it's Bucky's like is like a cultural anymore. phenomenon. I've had people yeah. be like, "You're going to Bucky's, bring me some Bucky shit," and I'm like, "Yeah." My buddy Robin, I work with, which is like good Robin. for them, dude. Marketing genius, Bucky's. Dude. Like they, well, they, they figured out how to make it a, a culture. Just make the. Well, let me ask you guys this: You guys know about Stuckies? No, no. Damn. So we used is to road like trip as a kid. Bucky's? No, it was pre-Bucky's, bro. Bucky's is a Stuckey's knockoff. Stuckey's was like a little roadside attraction, same thing, sold alligator heads and fucking, you know, like, yeah. like the little scribble, uh, you know, magic marker fucking oh, road trip toys. You could like peel the thing up and like your drawing would disappear. You remember this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd like draw, it was like neon for some reason. But like, but heading heading to Florida, we, we did the trip from Texas to Florida all the time. In Georgia, that's where my family's from, you know. Okay. Um, and we'd always stop at Stuckey's, and it was always like it was like just gas station size. It, always had a Dairy Queen. It, it's a squirrel, though. It, how do you spell it? 
I don't know how to spell shit, but well, it's I mean, Stuckey's. Like, like Bucky's is U C E E. No, it's spelled like Stuckey's with a Y. I think. Okay, okay. Um, but it's a squirrel, and they still have them. They still have them. If, if you go far enough uh, east in Texas, right before you leave, um, what is it, I ten? Okay. You'll see them on the side of the highways, and they're ghetto now. They're like <coughs> fucking that, shitty compared to Bucky's is killing it in the marketing game and their litigation game is on point. I've seen YouTube videos of people who like live in the parking lot and eat the barbecue all day. They recently, I saw that they brought litigation against another gas station, uh, which the name is not even close to Bucky's. The logo was like, it's like an alligator wearing a cowboy hat. And uh, it, it looks nothing like the Bucky's logo. It's nothing like a cartoon character. They get fucked. And Bucky sued them and won. By saying, like, Damn. oh, you're trying to, like, copy our image to get people into your business. Like, you can't do that. Damn. And Johnny it, it, it literally looks case. nothing like You think it. they said later gator? <coughs> Ooh, I like After that. After a while. <laughs> Crocodile. Damn. That was nice. He's all, fuck you, beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what rhymes with beaver? I mean, <laughs> I, do we have beavers in Texas? Yes, we do. Where? No. We have river otters in Texas. Uh, we have nutria. Nutria, which is like a beaver with a rat's tail instead of a paddle. It's like a rat with a beaver body. Yeah, I think that's accurate. <laughs> it, it, it's like a 13 Not nutritious. Rat is what it is, yeah. No, uh, but we have river otters. I was fishing once and literally like saw this giant mass moving underwater. Not, so it wasn't on the surface. I was like, yo, what is that? And I was, I was fishing with uh, Melissa's husband, Josh. And we both stared at it for a minute. He's like, dude, that's an otter. I was like, no way, dude. And then like it started getting closer and swam right past us. I was like, dude, that's an otter. That's tight. Like that's a river otter in central Texas. I, I had no clue we yeah, had. Yeah, I, th- I think I think yeah. I mean, I mean that. But you're being more woodsy guy recently. For know, sure, for over sure. the last couple of years. A lot more fishing. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah you for know, sure. So we were just so disconnected from it for so long. There's got to be a know? beaver somewhere in Texas. Mm. Like a misplaced, like a, a like a, a like a, a gas a station roadside attraction. Beavers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hear me An out. escaped beaver. Do you think the one and only beaver in Texas is at like the Bucky headquarters, like in a cage? Oh. It's Bucky, dude. Dude, they have like they that's ha- a. I feel like he's a real beaver. <laughs> like he has a little tiny hat on, and he's like like, like signing baby? deals. Yeah, yeah. He like has a little suitcase. <laughs> has his own. They're desk. so loud. Squeak, 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 yeah. squeak, 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 squeak. Just yelling like, at everybody. You see that gas station with a crocodile? <laughs> Sue him. Well, he's terrified of crocodiles if you're a beaver. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be right. Maybe yeah, that's maybe that's where the beef came from. He's like, like, I'll man. show him. You yeah. know. Um, you got any? Uh, you got anything? coming up you're excited about just the world opening back up first off yeah. you know is it so texas is like open like we just y'all have been way open anymore, you guys been you know? way more open yeah for probably like the last like year we just stopped caring. you know living in Everyone washington stopped wearing masks everything so is washington still kind of no i you know so they they lifted the mandate like a way after y'all but i was expecting it to like not change anything and it, it people like were so fucking tired of it everywhere i think like I, I don't I don't think that's a bipartisan issue. I think humans in general are yeah. just like tired of it. Over They're it. like, I'll take the risk, I'll yeah. get sick, who cares? Yeah, like yeah. I'm tired of like you don't have a two year old unless you've had to put a mask on a two year old, like you don't understand. Dude, like, I it's a imagine. nightmare. You know imagine. I'm, I'm a two year old and I can barely wear the mask. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. hundred percent. Um I felt weird though, like the first week, or you know, I remember mid pandemic, like watching television shows, and you're like, "Oh, they're about to go in that gas station. They better put their mask on." Yeah, you know, and I'm like, "What the fuck's wrong with well, me?" What, what to me, the culture shock was very recently. A few movies and television shows have come out where they're wearing masks, mm. and it's like, 
our entertainment is starting to catch up to like now you can see the stuff that was filmed like during the pandemic and they're like writing fictional stories that take place like during COVID-19 and yeah. stuff like you well, know I, I mean? I've seen I've seen commercials it became like a culture you know but it's like not too late now motherfucker yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you made that bid yeah. um all right we're coming up on the end of an hour which is about how long we're gonna roll the interview section of the podcast okay. for but I do want to Ask a couple questions that lightning you're, round. You're our first guest, so based on how this goes, this you Three could stars. be starting a uh, a like tradition on the Iron Right Time. Well, I I just can't wait until you guys come back and have more comfortable chairs, you know, and I can sit yeah, on a fat fucking a, couch and smoke this is a cigar. A plank like, of wood. Yeah, <laughs> I want I want to I, I come back like episode fifty when it's like fucking awesome and you guys have like a if you did studio episode, I look good. You if know? you were on for episode fifty four, assuming we continue to record one a week, you would be back an exact year from today. Oh, word recommendation. How about episode sixty nine? A dude, wink, wink. I mean, I, I'll talk. And to then you guys we'll have you day. back again on episode four twenty. Hey. I live in a legal state. That's right. crazy. Questions. Lightning yeah. round. Lightning round. If you could exist in any fantasy universe, now when I say fantasy, I mean anything that is not our world, from books, movies, television, video games, TV shows, hold on, what would you pick and who would you be? The caveat is you are still you. Okay? So Man, if you pick tough. Harry Potter, you don't say, I'm Harry Potter. You'd say, I'd be a student. All right? Anything counts, oh, and man. who are you? You know, like... Um, I'm pretty happy with my current situation. You know, it's you not, have to. I mean, I don't, your I, head. I'm not like a fantasy. Not our know, world. Dreamers only dream, bro. I act. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. You know, fantasy worlds. I mean, maybe I could maybe pick a time frame in history. You know, fantasy. Fantasy. Not worlds? our world, dude. Dude, anything that's not our world counts. You gotta think about where's, video where's games, the one? Where's the one where everything about. is just like, um, you know, blowjobs <laughs> and rainbows? What fantasy world is that? Uh, Lego, Care Bears? Legoland, I think. They don't even have dicks. <laughs> Pleco Pleco <laughs> Bear. Uh, I need I need an answer. I don't know. Can I plead the fifth on this one? I wasn't prepared for this. I suppose. You I know? suppose. I I enjoy where I'm at. You know, there's like a there's like a, a famous philosopher named Alan Watts, and he always talks about if you could, you know, life is like a cycle. And if you could go to bed every night and wake up and be somebody else, you know what I mean? Like, and you live an infinite amount of lives, eventually you would just choose this one because you're tired of doing all the crazy shit, you know? I just enjoy the game. I, I enjoy haven't, I haven't, I haven't gotten to experience crazy stuff, though. I'd still pick my life that I have I mean, now. everything's crazy, but, bro. But Everything. We're if, talking on the radio um, right now. Like, Starship Troopers was real. God, that would suck, though. No, bro. dude, I'd quit tattooing tomorrow, and I'd join the mobile infantry, and I'd go fight yeah, the Yeah, of course. You'd do your part. Matthew. I'd do my part. Yeah, I mean, but that, or like it, Halo. If I could be like a space, I'd, I'd probably be on the stupid planet that got fucking fucked by the first bug fart. I asked, who would you be? You just chose that life. Could I be the? Could I be the brain bug? <laughs> you could, yeah. Suck your hundred percent, hundred percent. But would you like to know more? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd want to be part of the, uh, you know, like a propaganda corporation or companies that make the yeah, movies. That that make, they make the little commercials. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, you couldn't be a tattooer. They had robots for that. That's true. Oh like yeah, that's, what a shitty world. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, then uh, I have one more question for you, and then we'll give Nate an opportunity to ask a question. Ooh. So start thinking about your question. Um, if Highlander rules existed, there can only be one. Yeah. You know? And you could murder any living person today this is, this to is... steal their powers. Who would you pick? 
Well, I don't like being uh, saying I'm gonna murder somebody on a platform that's gonna be saved anywhere. <laughs> but um, okay, I okay. mean, like if, if I could like steal it, some tap we'll, powers, then from we'll somebody, just say cool. if you could absorb someone's powers, but in essence, you would be stealing it from them. They would no longer have those powers. Damn, you know. I mean, fuck, bro. Real talk, Ed Hardy, dude. Give me Ed Hardy. Give He's me still R. alive. He's yeah. not using them. He's out the game. You I might know. as well steal yeah, him. Let me right? get him a little bit. Just pass him on, bro. Yeah. You know? Lineage, right? Yeah, I would love that. Like he's such a I love his shit. He's, he's the goat, man. dude. I hate that I hate that people only think he's a t shirt. Yeah, yeah. We had Ugh, that I yeah. had that conversation on another podcast. Like that's that's a Christian auto show thing, not an Ed Hardy mm-hmm. name. That, you know, like I was talking on that podcast, like, dude, I'll sell out tonight. That dude sold yeah. his name dude. and like a handful of drawings for like almost eight mil. He, he sold one flash set. That's what I, yeah. I think what it was. They're like, you guys eight. can have these. You can use my name. They're like, here's like seven point nine mil or something like. When that. When I worked at I worked at Nordstrom, Nordstrom during my mm-hmm. apprenticeship, and we had like one of those things where you put the card on your head with the person's name. We had like a party, you know, drinking oh, party the, one like night, a game. and somebody had Ed Hardy. And I just met that fool at the Hori Smoku release in Austin. You met yeah. Ed? Yeah. Well, he was at the he was at the thing. I shook his hand. That was the coolest thing I ever did. I mean, I, I, that's I met him for about 0. 0.5 seconds. You know, that's more than I do. Um, and it was like fucking awesome. You know, and they Dude, were like, you shook his hand. Yeah. Well, and somebody he's, had the card, and they're like, jacked off with that man. Did you wash your Probably hands not. after that? Like I haven't. I, I don't even wash my hands ever. Dude, well, until like, the pandemic. I guarantee you, at that event, he went and took a pee and like shook it three times, and then went. Bro, and I have some crazy pee stories in my life. That's, we're running out of time. Now. No, no, we're not. We got. We can make time for a pee story. So I've been going to this uh, Tibetan temple in Austin, and the first time I went, I actually told a story to my buddy Ray the other day. Um, I went, and it's like he, it's like this beautiful Tibetan temple, and the Lama there is like from Nepal, or so Lama is like a title. Lama's like above monk. It's like monk teacher. But like you know? the Dalai Lama, like that's just the Dalai Lama's like head Lama. Okay. So okay. he's like right. He's like somewhere below okay. that. Okay. I you got know? you. All right. Um, cardinal or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, and he lives in this in this facility that's this beautiful temple, and he lives like outside of it. And the only bathroom he can use is his bathroom. And he's super quiet, and he's like awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. And I went down there to use the restroom, and the fucking toilet seat was covered in piss. And I was like. Who the fuck's gonna piss all over the monk seat? And I fucking wiped it up, you know, did my business and left, you know? Oh, and no. I was like, damn, that's my good karma, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I cleaned the monk's seat or whatever. But I talked to my buddy Ray the other day, who's like way more um, aware of these spiritual things than me. Uh-huh. And he goes, he's like, he's like, I think it's like a tradition in like Hindu Buddhist stuff that like it's known that if you clean up the pee after somebody who's like such a high, powerful spiritual figure, that you'll never go hungry the rest of your life. Some random those things are your your next lives. You never go hungry. There's like some weird. So you think it was like a good thing? There's like a weird spiritual that. collection or connection. But what if it was like the landscapers pee? Well, like, that's, like, that's what I'm saying. I, I I thought it was either either somebody who was there that day. I was like, fuck you, fake woke motherfuckers, like peeing <laughs> on the monk seat, not cleaning it up, or it was the monk. But I think it was the monk. I think it's just like his thing. Yeah, you know? and I didn't know that, and that's kind of funny to me. Well, I mean, in that position, and there's such a like humongous like cultural. Gap well, you gotta pull the dress up. You probably can't to. even see where you're. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's probably just like not even like doesn't even register on yeah. its radar. You know, yeah. so there is no seat. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> My Go you got yeah, a question? Hit me up. Cool. Um, yes. If you could, <laughs> if you could pick any oh, like Jesus. album to be like the soundtrack of your life, what would you pick? Dude. And like a short description why. I mean, I was always a big atmosphere fan for a long time. I still listen to the same music I listened to fifteen years ago. But I've been same. I've been I've been real on this like seventies funkadelic shit, like Cambodian psychedelic shit is fucking 
fire right now for me. You think it's going to be fire for the rest of your life, though? It's so good, dude. And it's it's all, it's, it's basically where samples come from for all the songs I liked anyways. I'm yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Probably have to do some like crazy Beethoven, you know, just because it's like the the sonatas and stuff go from such range of emotions and they're they're wordless, you know. I, I, I like or maybe like a DJ Shadow album or something, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something that's like it's hard, man. I'm, I've never been like a big music dude. I actually prefer podcasts. I listen to more podcasts yeah, than I do same. anything else. Audiobooks know? and podcasts, pretty much all I listen to. Yeah, you know, like when I'm alone. I just got Spotify two months ago. Really? Yeah, way late. I have Apple Music because I've tried to uh, pay Shout out to Apple Music? I've tried to sponsor us. pay for Spotify Premium three different times. All three times it's charged me, and then it has not actually upgraded my account to Premium. Mm. I would fucking call them. So at Complain. some point I just decided, like, you know, this isn't for me. Um, okay, we got any, what else we got? I think mine would be like Fat Guy Tuba Music. Boom, 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 yeah. Boom. Like, like when you're walking. See, that's that's what I first think, yeah. you know. But I, I just want it when I open the door. It's like, nah, 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 nah. You know, like <laughs> just like the Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that thing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to uh, walk in and people are like, oh shit, TC's here. They're like, hey guys. Uh, well, we're wrapping up. Ah, uh, TC, it's been awesome catching yeah, that was, up. That was a quick hour. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, dude, no kidding. It's been awesome catching up. We need to do it more often because um, yeah. we'll we're the kind of people that we'll go literally like five years without talking, totally, and totally. then you'll be in town, and then it's like well, it's because we're it's like we work together because we're everybody's yeah. best friend. That's true, you know. So Except we, we for have, each other, we should be mortal enemies. I, like, you know, cancel it out. Whoa, kind of thing. Highlander, is that why you asked me? Is there a sword around? Please go, man. I'm carrying a firearm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, will you let the listeners know? Where they can find you on socials, where they can find um, you I basically, IRL. I basically only use Instagram for social media. Um, cool. At me underscore my underscore self. Um, that's probably going to be it for a while. You know, I have a couple of Instagrams that you have to find if you want to find out. Rock worship. Oh, is that you? No, that is me. Oh, I, oh, I love so. it. Okay. I love it. I love rocks. Right. Asian rocks yeah. are the coolest. In the um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. You know, other than that, like. Fucking find me at Bulldog Tattoo four days a week, slaying fucking walk-ins. You can what walk in any time. Um, right now, I'm currently working uh, Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, Thursday. It's nice. It's easy. You know. Sick. You got any, any parting words, Nate? Yeah, it's nice to see you again. After, yeah, it's good to see uh, you too, so man. So many years of not seeing. I feel you. like you talked way more off the podcast than you were just like staring at me the whole time. It's good. I wanted to let you shine. It's not about me. It's about you, dude. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, no I could talk for another two and a half hours if we had to. We probably will after this. We probably will. Well, me and Nate, we still got to record our intro segment and all that yeah. shit too. But I mean, uh, we definitely need to have you back. Yeah, I mean, I'd always yeah. be down. You know, yeah, I'm super and I know. You know, at least twice yeah. a year. Or no, so thanks you'd for having come me. Back to Texas. Yeah. So. Should like go to the range sometime or something? Totally. Yeah, dude. Can, can you can sneak your guns out of Washington? I got one on me. Yeah, we got like four in the dude, shop only cost, already, dude. Only Let's cost, just do it in the back. It only cost thirty dollars for your gun to fly. No kidding. Yeah, you just, they just put it under the plane. Like yeah, it's a check. Ba- it's a check bag. You just got to declare it, and that's it. It's easy. And my my uh, Washington concealed carry license works in Texas. Really, and my Texas one did not work well, in Washington. Texas also is open carry now, so it's true. You don't even. Need, but I'd rather not open carry CHL anymore. Yeah, it's definitely not the smart thing mm. to do. Well. Uh, TC, thanks again so much. Yeah, for thanks for here. having me. Thanks for having um, me. What is it? What do you? What do you? What do you call on this podcast? It's the Iron Right Tattoo the Podcast. Iron Right Podcast. I like Iron it. Right like Tattoo it. Podcast. The tattoo podcast that's not about tattoos. We talked a little bit about tattoos. Yeah, and we're always going to touch on it. Like yeah. I said, it's kind of the 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 jelly that holds the bread together. Mm, we good. all know each other through tattoos. We like I said, the most interesting tattoos. people I ever met are tattooers. 
I mean, well, that's because they're all like type A creatives with a god complex, right? Maybe. Do you, you feel like you have a that's god what complex? people me about tattooers. So. Tattooers told you that? No. We're fucking no. nerds who aren't tattooers. Fucking dorks. <laughs> civilians. Okay, let's call it. All right, stick around. Uh, we will be right back after this short ad break to um, talk about this day in history and read some questions. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Peace. Deuces. So, nice, good, solid interview with TC this morning. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I really enjoyed his stories and, like, just his per- perspective on everything. Because, like I said, I've only met him once. Yeah. And you um, you weren't even getting tattoos no. from your homie was, yeah, right? Yeah, I was just, like, hanging out. Yeah. Uh, that's who TC's always been, though. Like, as long as I've known him, you know? Like, yeah. anytime there's a group is kind of really where he shines, you know? TC's a bit of a storyteller and uh, likes to... Uh, I don't want to say like life of the party, but you all, you definitely know he's there. You can because he's it. he's not like a super like party dude. Yeah, he's more of like a conversationalist. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, a storyteller. For I sure. think that's like some of the best people I have ever met. TC is probably. Mm, I'm about to write him out. Ooh, I'm about to write him out. So for those that know me, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, and I would say TC is instrumental in starting me down that path and and to the to to the point that i would say to this day uh i'm significantly more of a conspiracy theorist than he is you know because i don't even know that he was as much as his father was and he sort of showed me some things that his father had sent and shown to him and like the the rabbit hole started from there you know what I mean? It was all downhill from there. Yeah, let's just say this was like pretty soon, like within like four or five years after 9-11 happened. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that was really like the golden age for uh, conspiracy theories, you and know? I, and, I, and I felt that, like I, I could feel that kind of stuff, like when y'all were talking yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it seemed like <clears throat> it was only like 30 minutes, but it was probably like an hour and a half. Yeah, for sure. And this that was also the era. You remember that Sig Melly G movie, Mel Gibson, called Conspiracy Theory? Do you remember Never that? Never seen that one. It was one. in the 90s. It was this type movie. I need to go watch it. He that. was like a crazy conspiracy theorist, but all the conspiracies were like right, and they really were out to get him. You know, and of course, like, everyone just thought like he was paranoid, but like, they were really like trying to kill him and stuff. And does that movie have like, like an action movie? Basically. Does that movie have like a special place in your heart? I think it's who I aspire to be as an adult, you know? Like, I know I am an adult, but, like, you know, I've said this before. I think this whole podcasting thing is just my segue into being, like, the crazy old man that lives in, like, an RV in the middle of the woods, like, off-grid. And I have, like, a pirate AM radio station where I'm just, like, spouting, like, far-off conspiracy stuff. And then, like, Mel Gibson's character would, like, show up in my trailer, you know, and be like, oh, you were right about everything. He comes in, he's like, you're the goose. Yeah. You're the golden goose egg. Yeah. Like, you've been right. And he, like, looks and sees all the stuff. I have, like, thumbtacked to the walls, and there's, like, maps and strings and, you know, like, handwritten, like, scribbled stuff. And I've always wanted, like, a big stack of notebooks where just, like, every page is just crushed with, like, handwritten notes, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I want to be like the crazy old coot who was, 
who was right about everything. Big old bulletin board with all the string attached to different like thumbtacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah and it's just it. like cans of of beans everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like half eaten cans. I but, think there would be some like canned nacho cheese too. Yeah, I feel like that would. Fit There's well. like a coyote strung up outside the trailer, and like half of him has been like processed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's me. That's where That's this that, is going. Uh, ADHD in you. Yeah, like, <laughs> the Iron Right Tattoo podcast is going to like slowly devolve. Like to, you can mark today as like the oh, Josh like mentioned that he likes conspiracy theories, and like two years from now, it's going to be like they're after me. We'll see. Maybe you'll even bury. <laughs> I hear him outside right now. <laughs> Maybe you'll even like bury like a time capsule, and then like when that moment comes, you're like, I was right, and you just pull out yeah. like, this giant box has everything in it like when you unfreeze walt disney's head open this time capsule and then that's when like the stars align the beam of light what you think that's gonna happen like the walt disney head thing are you asking me if i think they're gonna unfreeze it or are you asking me if i actually think it's frozen how about both do you think it's actually frozen i plead the fifth okay (laughs) i got you um I think, uh, you know, we are sitting at probably about an hour and 20 minutes total mm-hmm. on the pod, as on you like pod, to call it. Yeah. So I think uh, just in an effort to, to kind of stick to that hour and a half that we've set ourselves up for, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and transition us into talking about uh, today in history. Tight. If that's cool with you. I screenshot a few things. Um, and this is actually from Britannica the encyclopedia.com. This is a little bit more of a comprehensive list that TC helped me find because previously I was using history.com on this day.com. Yeah. But the biggest thing that history.com had to talk about, I didn't really... You're like, eh. It was was talking about like George Floyd. I want to go more historical, not like two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, So today is Wednesday, May 25th. 2022 and a couple cool things actually happened today in history obviously a thousand things happened but i kind of screenshot the ones that i thought were the most relevant to like us or just the most interesting let's hear them in 1897 okay uh bram stoker published dracula tight yeah like the og dracula like the og vampire today in 1897 was published the movie version that has Gary Oldman in it, right? right? Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so too. I think that came out in like two thousand or something. We I like need, that one. We need like a Jamie, you know, like from Joe Rogan. We don't have a Jamie. No, I just have a cell phone that's also tracking timestamps, so I can't actually use it. We can get a Jaime. Oh, like a what's was he from? It's just Jamie, just pronounced Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're taking applications for a Jaime right now. In 1961, I thought this one was pretty cool. Okay. Um, In a speech before Congress, again, this is according to Britannica.com, U.S. President John F. Kennedy committed the United States to land a man on the moon by the end of the decade. The goal was achieved with Apollo 11 in 1969. So at 61, he basically said, before this decade's over, we're going to get a man on the moon. And then in 69, it happened. And before you ask, yes, I do think we went to the moon. I wasn't even going to ask that. I was the just going to say, round. we did it. 
We like did, it happened. Oh, oh yeah, like yeah. we did. We did. It. it happened for sure. And you know, for how. people, well, why haven't we gone back? There's no need to. It's yeah. a desolate wasteland. We planted the flag. No one else can ever be first. That's why no one else cares. We already to go. achieved it. We went there and we we're like, hey, there's uh, nothing here. It's the moon. The end, right? Yeah. Anyway, here's a big one. This is arguably the biggest one on the list. Okay. Let's and I it. would say one of the biggest pieces of news in cinematic history. Okay? Because this changed the face of cinematic history. Does it have an important impact on my life? Uh, directly. Oh, let's hear it. Today. Okay. In 1977, George Lucas's space opera film Star Wars was released. I'm glad they said space opera. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a space opera. And it was actually just released as Star Wars. It was not until later that it was known as Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. Yeah, when they released other ones. Mm -hmm. You know, I found this interesting bit of trivia, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this goes to show how important the film score is, okay? Which is why, like, people like... Hans Zimmer, right? John Williams. Like, it's almost a character in the movie, okay? When they first released Star Wars, they had a private screening Mm -hmm. where they were trying to take audience reaction and figure out if they liked it or not. The original film score for Star Wars was, like, 70s techno, like, you know, like what you would expect from a film from that era. Yeah. Audiences hated the movie, hated it. Okay, and they listed all these different things they hated about it. This was before the movie actually released. They were still testing it, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and that's when they had the idea like, hey, this dude, John Williams, let's bring him on. Let's see what he can do. They didn't even really give him any direction, gave him the movie. Let's see what he can do. Okay, he scores the entire movie. They have not changed anything about the movie other than the soundtrack. They do more testing, more private screenings and stuff. Everyone loved it. Because the entire, like, vibe yeah, was different with, with just the music changing. And it's funny because the things that people were complaining about with, like, the characters and stuff like that, all those complaints went away, too, just because the vibe of the movie had changed. Yeah, and I can see that. And you also got to take in consideration, like, there were all, like, new actors and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they Everyone were like on top of their game and like well known, except for like Alec Guinness. But yeah, I mean, and Star Wars still to this day is like sort of known for um, the making careers out of unknown actors. Yeah, you know what I'm for saying. For sure. Like a lot of them, like they act, but they're not household names. You know what I'm saying? Ian McGregor, the new Obi Wan show's coming out. That's true. Um, so let us. You know what, bro? It's question time. Do we need like a theme song for that? That was just Mario, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so uh, we we actually got quite a few questions this time oh, because last time uh I literally posted the question card like an hour and a half before we recorded. Whereas this time I posted it last night. So we had a little bit more time to, to generate some questions. I will say, uh, shout out to my homie Ann, a really good friend of my wife, because she wrote like five questions, <laughs> like just by herself, yeah. just trying to give us some questions. So, you know what? I'm going to pick my favorite of her questions. Okay. I'm not going to read all five. Um, mm. 
So she has quite a few here. You know, I'm going to read them to you. You pick which one we're going to answer, okay? Okay. So we've got favorite artists, dead or alive, who would you like to tattoo? Obviously, that's more. Top five favorite bands. Okay. Uh, will there be prizes? <laughs> and do you like the rain? Those were her five questions. How is rain spelled? R-A-I-N, like rain. Okay. Probably be, I'm like, assuming it was probably when it was like pouring. Yeah. It was like torrential downpour. Yeah. That's I probably when went she, outside yeah. to check my windows were out. Yeah, even though I showed you with a flashlight that your windows were out up. <laughs> it's it, just, and you still decided. Anyway. So she probably wrote that question like last night yeah. while it was torrential downpouring. So is that the question you want to answer? Um, I'm thinking top five bands. I figured that would be the one you would yeah. go for. You're a little more um, of the music guy. Yeah. Um. Definitely, I'm not gonna say the rest in order, but definitely top one is Blink 182. Yeah, um, I know that about you. I know that to be factual. Yeah, um, along with that, Angels and Airways, I really like a lot. Um, As I Dying, uh, that's three. Shoot, let me think. I guess I would throw maybe. Green Day pre-American Idiot. Mm. Uh, so like uh, Dookie, Nimrod, um, Kerplunk, all that kind of stuff. Let's see. And then, what, that's three or four? That's four. Oh, shoot. Mm. I'm just going to say a Romstein. <laughs> like I was jamming that yesterday. I feel like that's a current event based on the fact that we recently hired a full German no, dude. dude at the shop and dude. you use Ramstein as a means to troll him. No, no, no. So let me let me Book when I, hey, when the first time I heard them it was in middle school and I had a uh, a science teacher that was German and I'd be like, "Hey, it's at the school." I mean, your when, mom's German. Yeah. Like fluent, like hella German. But I was like super into them at that time like when we were doing like that new metal band mm. thing, I was really into them just because like the riffs and stuff were tight, and I would like stay in my science teacher's classroom. Is like, like an edge lord thing. Like, Maybe you felt like the edgy kid for liking Ramstein. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ramstein, uh, yeah, really just Ramstein, Stein. Okay. Uh, and I would just like look up the English translations for the lyrics and stuff. I don't know that I have five favorite bands. Like, the, the stuff that I'm into is constantly sort of evolving because I'm, like, too ADHD to remain consistent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would say historically, like, if I had to pick maybe some of my favorite bands throughout time, even though they're yeah. not currently my favorite bands, um, I was really big into P.O.D. back in the day. Tight. Yeah. Super big into P.O.D. Because I was able to... At the time, like, you know, we didn't really listen to radio music unless it was country, which is yeah. why I'm so big on 90s country now. It's nostalgic for me. But, yeah, it was, like, you know, really sort of, I don't want to say, like, I don't I don't think it was a sheltered home, but, like, there was a lot of stuff we weren't allowed to do yeah, or watch or listen sure. to or whatever. Um, but when I was able to sort of present my parents with pod being like a christian band then like that was my way to get my foot in the door to start listening yeah. to like like, like the heavier rock stuff music, yeah you know what i'm saying so i was obsessed with pod because that was like the first band that was like mine you know it wasn't like my parents music and it wasn't like 90s country on the radio it was like my you're music, like i you can know? be me so i'd say pod was on that list back in the day um i got really big into under oaths first like commercial album yeah they're only chasing safety like i think every 
every song on that album is like an absolute banger. That's still like early 2000s, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, and that's why I'm just trying to think like, not necessarily my favorite bands, but the bands that had the biggest impact on me, you know, like influentially. Um, There's a local band called Thumbscrew that we used to play with like quite often. TC actually knows those dudes too. Um, still like know all those dudes, talk to them regularly, stuff like that. Um, but when I was in high school and I was like starting these little like grindcore bands and mm -hmm. stuff like that, they were like kind of the the big deal in the area. And we got to play with them a lot and stuff like that. So I think that had a huge influence on me as well. The fact that like they were doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I was also able to like call those dudes like friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like shout out Thumbscrew, dude. For sure. Shout out Thumbscrew. What do I got? Two more? Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson is the greatest country artist of all time. I'm waiting for one specific one. And I just want to hear your last one so I can see if I was right. Man, now that it's like this weird pressure. No pressure. No, that's like a lot of pressure. Because now I feel like if I get it wrong, then you're going to be like... I'm not going to be disappointed. I thought I knew you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, um, real quick, no pressure. Great band. Just wanted to put that out there. Is it current? Or is it like a 90s band? Uh, More like late 90s, early 2000s. See, that's what I figured. That's where I figured you were like going with it. big, like I would say... <laughs> It's probably it's not going to be Creed, okay? No, no, no. I wasn't <laughs> thinking that. Uh, I think one of my favorite bands of all time back again back in the day because currently I wouldn't say I really have any favorite bands. Yeah, probably Lincoln Park, dude. I was right. Is that what you were yeah, going to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Lincoln Park. Dude. Who didn't like Lincoln Park? And it's, it, to this day, I can still go back and listen to like Hybrid Theory, and it's like nothing but positive nostalgia. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that would probably be my top five again. Not currently. I don't really currently have any, but you know, good list. Samuel Barris, my OG homie Sam. What's better, In and Out or Whataburger? Whataburger. I'm gonna say Whataburger too, and and here's why. Okay, I've actually really grown to like In and Out. It's a solid burger. Okay, mm -hmm. the fries, trash. For sure, it tastes like cardboard. It's fried cardboard with no seasoning whatsoever. If you have to dump a gallon of Thousand Island on something to make it palatable, it's not good, okay? Another reason would simply be the fact that Whataburger destroys In-N-Out on selection. Sometimes you're in the mood for different stuff. Yeah. You know, Whataburger can hit those moods. In-N-Out cannot. Yeah, and they have... Uh... What is it? Like, their burger's, like, top-notch, uh, the chicken strip sandwich. Yeah. The, the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. They got this burger called the Sweet and Spicy Burger. Absolutely slaps, dude. Whereas In-N-Out, like, if you want a good, clean burger where you can get super full, but you're not going to feel sick, and it's, like, really consistent. Like, yeah, In-N-Out has its merit, okay? Yeah. But it's going to be the same thing every single time you go there. Like, everybody that goes there has, like, one menu item that they get, and that's it because there's, like, no selection. Yeah. So I'm, I got to give it to Whataburger. Same. And, and not I'm, even just, like, in the Texas versus California. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll also say they both got merch. Whataburger has the best merch. You can also buy Whataburger's merch right now at Academy. Whataburger and Academy did like a crossover. Like the fishing shirts and stuff like that. Dang, TC just held up his Whataburger cup, bro. <laughs> so that's him casting his vote. And keep in mind, guys, he's a Washington guy now. <laughs> 
He just mouthed an expletive at me. Um, Tyler Ford, what's your favorite way to eat ramen? My answer, preferably with my mouth. I would say the same, um, but I prefer like the cheap, like ramen, yeah, like like twenty cent, uh, yeah, pack and of just ramen. get like leftover steak from the night before and just drop I agree. it in there. I'm not like a fancy ramen dude. I don't know Neither. that I've ever had fancy ramen, like ramen that was fancy enough to have an opinion on it. I've never like gone to a ramen restaurant or anything that like specializes in ramen. Yeah, and I think it's what's it pronounced like Morachin. Anybody know how to pronounce that ramen company, Marachin? I don't. You know what I'm talking about? They got like the little smiley face logo. Yeah, I'm not going to attempt to right. pronounce I'm it. I'm going to say Marachin. Um, Sounds right. They got a flavor called picante chicken, and it's like a spicy. It's like the standard chicken ramen, but it's like spicy. It's got like little pepper flakes yeah. in it. Slaps, dude. Absolutely slaps. I think I've had that one. It's my favorite, and you can't ever find it anywhere. If you find it, buy a case of it. Hoard it. Yeah, it's going to be currency. All you spend is like two bucks. Literally. For a whole case. Yeah, literally. Best ramen on the planet. Um, you know, we got one more question here. I think I'm going to ask this question, and then we're probably going to start wrapping up after that, okay? Yeah. Who would win in a battle? A thousand babies or a tank? Oh. Uh, I th- hands down, a tank. A tank. Like, this isn't even a question. Yeah. What are a thousand babies going to do? A, a thousand... Adults Unless wouldn't like, stand a chance against what, what a tank. Was, what was that movie, Super Baby Geniuses or whatever? That's I don't like, think that's the baby we're talking about. I'm imagining so this pile of blobs <laughs> that aren't self-sufficient, you know? like it, it didn't even say toddlers. It said babies. Or they'd get crushed. And I mean like that literally. Yeah. You know how many... I don't even like want to be graphic, but you know how many babies a tank could ride over? Yeah. Like, probably a large pile. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of is, like, they just, like, shit all over the tank, and the person's like, oh, I can't yeah, deal with this. That so they're like, Dude, these tanks are made to drive through, like, like water. Yeah. You drive a tank through a river. Who mud, even thinks of this question? People that, I guess, like, don't like babies. You know? Like, that's the only only thing I can figure <laughs> You know? Yeah. TC's father was a tanker. TC's sitting right here off camera. Who would win? The tank, down. The tank, yeah, right? Who would put a thousand babies in the tank? It's someone that hated a thousand. I mean, Hitler, maybe? <laughs> like, that's like some Joseph Mangala stuff, you right? Like, yeah. What, what would happen to these babies? <laughs> <laughs> you know? What will yeah. happen to the babies? It's a social experiment. <laughs> so let's see. See, now I wish Daniel was here. He could yeah. weigh in. He'd be like, babies? A tank? <laughs> you mean Sunday afternoon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think that's going to do it for today. I think that's going to do it for today. If you made it this far, thanks for sticking around. Make sure to, you know, give someone a squeeze. Tell them you love them. For sure. Share this wherever possible. We would really greatly appreciate that stuff. Um, Still trying to get it out there. You know what I mean? Still trying to get it out there. I mean, we're still learning. I've been having fun. Me too. Yeah, we are learning. You more than me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) I'm kind of dumb. I mean, you know, on that note, uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Later. (laughs) 